What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. It is officially February 1st as of today. And wait, let me check that. Let me do, let me double check that. I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain it's February 1st, but let me make sure. It is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's February 1st. And as a result... We have a very special month of episodes planned for you, homies. Um, mm-hmm. Because we were not going to let February 1st pass by and not celebrate Black History Month. Hell yeah. Black I mean, History Month. I mean, who who would we be? Who, who do you <laughs> think we are? You know? So, obviously, every movie that we talk about this month is going to be um, black themed, either black cast, black directed, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And we also might have some special guests. I don't know, I don't know. Um, But yeah, we're really, I'm excited about this month. I'm excited to talk about some movies that we've been wanting to talk about for a while, but have been saving until this month. Um, yeah, very true. Oh, we got some. We got a lineup, y'all. Y'all ain't even ready. Y'all are not ready for this lineup for this month. This is about to be so good. Oh I'm my god! I'm so excited. We're so annoying. We're like those celebrities when they're like, "I have something very special planned." <laughs> I wish I could tell you guys, but you'll just have to wait and find out. And you're like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> like, bitch, what you just yeah, say? Like- what you try? I'm like you spit it out. You could have kept your mouth shut and we would have been everything would have been fine, but you had to speak. But no, yeah. Um we're we're very excited to tackle some some topics, some movies this month and today, all right, I will say for our episode today, we're we're cheating. It's just a it's a little cheat, but we had to talk about our queen. Lupita we we had to but we've already done the movie us so we couldn't do that one again we could I mean, we could have we could but have people probably would have been mad about there would have been some confusion I feel <laughs> we could have done 12 years a slave because if we're honest that is a horror, movie. a horror movie. That is a horror movie. I mean, straight up a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is a horror movie in my opinion. Um, but no, we decided to do uh, Little Monsters because this is a movie that you, Roshane, have been wanting to watch for a while, right? Oh, so bad, so badly. <laughs> like, and we we talked about it too about like putting this somewhere in the lineup and we kind of landed on having it in february and i was like okay okay i can wait i can wait to see my girl i can i can wait a little bit but yo i'm so excited we're doing it and and we're finally doing a zombie movie oh yes oh that's so true okay yeah so we're finally doing a zombie movie we are highlighting our one and only savior Lupita. <laughs> and um 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad you brought that up because I think this is a very interesting like tiptoe into zombie movies for us um, Mm -hmm. because it's not your like typical standard zombie movies. This is a horror comedy for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's not like a straight up horror movie. Um, So something a little bit more lighthearted. And we decided to do it, you know, as our very first episode in February, just to kind of like, you know, dip our toes in and then we'll be jumping full on into our Black History Month next episode. But I'm very excited to hear what you thought about this movie, because I've seen this before. This is probably like my th- my third time watching this movie. Oh, really? OK. Mm, yeah, I think it's I think it was my third time. So I had seen this before. I'm really, really excited to hear what you have to say, because we didn't discuss it at all before recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but without further ado, shall we lay out the plot for the homies? All right, I guess it's that time. As always, homies, we are now slipping into spoiler territory. So you, in fact, have been warned. Um, But today we're talking about Little Monsters from 2019, directed and written by Abe Forsyth, starring Lupita Nyong'o, Alexander England, and Josh Gad. When a washed-up musician named Dave gets into a messy breakup with his girlfriend, he is forced to stay with his older sister Tess and her son Felix, a sweet young man with a fascination for tractors. After an unsavory trip to his exes with Felix, Tess demands Dave help out by taking his nephew to kindergarten. At the school, Dave meets Felix's teacher, Miss Caroline, and is quickly smitten by her. When he overhears another parent drop out of the school trip to Pleasant Valley Farm, he agrees to be the substitute chaperone. The trip is going well for everyone, except Dave, with the children enjoying a surprise appearance from the kid show personality Teddy McGiggle. Unfortunately for them, a horde of zombies have escaped a nearby military base and are headed straight for the farm. Insert unsafe tractor rides, McGiggles being a McMeanie, and far too much Taylor Swift here. Our film concludes with Dave and Miss Caroline banding together to keep the children safe and escape the hellscape that is Pleasant Valley before the military tactical nukes the joint. Also, shake it off. Roll credits. Hey, shake it off. All right, shake it off. Can I also say, though, um, I appreciate that song like a skosh more after watching this movie. I don't know if you feel that way, but I do. Oh, man. Are you sick of it? (laughs) You're over it? (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing is I was very far over that song way before (laughs) watching this movie. Um, I, and in a million different ways, am so tired of that song, especially as somebody who has like younger, like nephews or nieces and nephews that were blasting this song mm-hmm. when it came, when it came out, I was so, so done with it. And when I heard it <laughs> at the start of the movie, I was like, no, not again, especially with like kids singing it too. It's like, don't get the wrong idea. Like I do like kids, but my tolerance <laughs> for kids sometimes can be kind of short. So combining that with Shake It Off, I was like, oh my God. But, uh, yeah. but, but, but this movie did soften my hatred for that song. It did. And I will say that much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't stand that song, but this movie made it a little bit easier to listen to it. Yeah, I will say I do think that that was the perfect song choice in the sense that like when that song came out, every little kid was obsessed with that song. And I think that that was the perfect song for them to use as a song that it's like, of course, kindergartners would request that, you know, to listen to Shake It Off a million times. 100%, 100%. The the inclusion of that song was perfect. Like, there was no other song that could be in the movie, despite my personal bias. <laughs> like, it, ha- it had to be that song. Yeah. Um, which leads into, like, a fun fact um, that I did find about this movie, that initially they could not get the rights to Shake It Off because it was such a big song at the time. Uh, the production had a hell of a time talking to the label about getting the song. However, Lupita, after reading the script, felt like the song was like so paramount to it that she actually personally called Taylor Swift to ask for their permission for her permission to use the song. And Taylor Swift was down with it after reading the script. She was like, yeah, I'll help out. You guys can use the song. Which I was like, oh, snap. Okay. (laughs) Her power, (laughs) her mind, like, Okay. Queen Peta out here getting shit done. She, She's like, we need this song. Bet I got you. She could have asked me for anything. <laughs> anything. And I would have said, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you can have my house. Of course. <laughs> like, yeah, take it. Oh, man. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Which it's, it's super dope that she was able to do that. And like, I think it's also a testament to the writing of this movie too, that they even got Lupita on board because she, at this point in time, like she's a catch as far as a production goes. So the fact that she even wanted to do this, um, I think says a lot about the script and how like she, she for one in most interviews that I saw was very smitten by the script. Like she yeah. really loved the script. She loved the message behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very happy to be a part of this yeah. production. Well, and I know that the director, he saw her in 12 Years a Slave and mm-hmm. was like, oh, I want her because mm-hmm. she's so captivating. And he even says, uh, I found like an interview with him um, the same year that they were like, uh, showing this at like film festivals and stuff they did an interview with him and he even said he was like 12 years a slave is probably a weird movie for me to see and think like oh i want her in this like horror comedy movie and he was like but she's so captivating and like i don't know i think she fits the character that she plays in this movie perfectly and Mm -hmm. i think the character of Miss Caroline is such the heart of this movie that if you had had the wrong person in this role, it really would have been a hard watch because yeah. she is the light in this movie amidst a lot of darkness. Not not darkness as in like, oh, this movie's heavy, but darkness as in uh, many of the characters are awful people and she is not. And I think it's very Mm -hmm. important that you had the right person for that. So I'm glad they got her. Yeah, I really, I honestly, off the top of my head, couldn't see anyone else in this role. Like the way she played it, the way she handled things, it just fit her. And this is outside of my personal standing for Lupita. It's just she embodied the character perfectly. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, I would. Dude. I understood why everybody was obsessed with her. Like, I, yeah, 
I would have been obsessed with her too. Like the kids, the men, you know, everybody, the moms even like mentioned that they, that she's an amazing teacher. And I definitely think that every moment that she's on screen, you understand why everybody is so magnetized to her, but you also believe that she is as strong as she ends up having to be. Like, it, you know what I mean? It makes sense when she has to go from like, a teacher to a fighter in the sense mm-hmm. of protecting all of these children. And I think that that's a huge testament to her as an actress that you believe every moment that she's in and you could see her definitely like kicking some zombie ass for sure. Yeah. And it's one, and it's one of her like first comedies too. So she's like, she was learning how to navigate being on, on a set and not laughing in between takes because shit was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also had to learn how to play the ukulele for this film, too. She had no prior experience beforehand. So kudos to her for doing one of those actor undertakings where you have a couple months to become completely proficient in something you had no idea how to do. Oh, the queen. So, so um, but, but back to that interview, a couple other things that I learned from it. First of all, the director of this movie, he also wrote the screenplay of it. And Mm -hmm. the idea for it came when he was on a trip with his son. He went, his son was in kindergarten and then he, so he basically did what um, Dave Dave did did in this movie. Yeah. He was like, oh oh, yeah, I'll be the chaperone. He went with the teacher, 25 of his son's classmates, and they all went to this petting zoo. First of all, he said that it was interesting to him to how much of an impact his son's kindergarten teacher had in his son's life and how she is able to take care of all of these children all at once. And he was saying how if anything were to happen, a kindergarten teacher was who he would wish his son, like if his son was not able to be with him if something happened, his kindergarten teacher is exactly who he would want him to be with because she obviously loves these children. Like that's her life <clears throat> and they love her. So it was like, that's exactly who you'd want in a situation like that. And then the other thing he said was they were like riding up to... um like when they were riding up to the petting zoo, they were in like the same kind of a thing that they're in in the movie, like a wagon or whatever. <laughs> and uh-huh. as they were riding up, the driver said, oh, there's something blocking the road. And I guess he was just like sitting there and he was like, huh, what if it was a zombie? Like, wouldn't that be so crazy? <laughs> like, what if there is that, a zombie? That's, some, <laughs> that's, the, that's the type of shit that I think about, like on the realist. Like that's some, I would do some shit like that. Just be <laughs> Going through a petting zoo and being like, huh, I wonder what this would be like with zombies. <laughs> <laughs> like, in case you're ever wondering what goes through a zombie head's mind, it's usually that. What would this situation be with some zombies? Yeah. Like, what, what, what would be different? What would be, what would be going on? And so then he thought, you know, what would we, how would we keep all of these children safe, but also keep them mentally like, you know, untarnished by the reality of this. Like, how do we mm-hmm. shield them from the violence that would happen, but also keep them safe? And so that was kind right. of the idea that sparked 
the the screenplay. And, you know, he he did say he was like, I always wanted to keep things light. I never wanted things to be dark. I always wanted to, it to be lighthearted. I always wanted to be very focused on seeing things from the eyes of a child. Because I guess the movie that he had done previously to this was a fairly dark, bleak movie. And he wanted to do something different in tone, at least. And he also, I thought it was interesting. He said that he's not a fan of zombie comedies. Uh, but he, yeah, he said he's not a fan. But he wanted to make one. But the zombie aspect of the movie is more so just like an extra weird thing. But he never wanted that to be the focus of the movie. He always wanted right. the, like he always wanted that to just be an obstacle they had to overcome. But it's not about the zombies. It's about the kids. And he I could see that. I could see that. It very much feels like a movie that has zombies in it, not as much a zombie movie. Yes. That's kind of that's kind of the vibe that I get from yeah, it. Yeah, I I feel like it definitely is one of those things where the zombies are not the focal point. He also said that, like the danger, for the most like the danger he wanted in this movie, he wanted a lot of it to come from realistic danger. So not the zombies necessarily, but the moments in this movie when you're scared for someone, he said he wanted it to come from something that could really happen. So one instance of that is the whole thing with the military coming in and potentially like blowing them up. Yeah. And then this the other instance of that was when Felix has his allergy attack. Yeah. And that's the that's the issue. It's like a very normal thing but because of the zombies it's intensified and he wanted it to be very grounded in reality when we were worried about the characters and uh, the allergy attack something or the allergy attack is something that he got inspired by from his son as well because his son has very intense allergies to food Mm -hmm. and so that was just that's just a worry that he has in his life and so he just involved it into the script i could say that yeah you could you could tell that there was a lot of love put behind the crafting of felix as a character um Mm -hmm. and that and that kid actor did a a really great job too i did think it was kind of cool i saw this just kind of like in the footnotes though that uh the director's son is actually in the film as a zombie somewhere. I don't recall exactly where. Uh-huh. But I do know that somewhere in this movie, one of those zombie kids is in fact the, the director's kid. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool that he found a way to like incorporate his real life inspiration into the film itself." Yeah, that is super cool. That'd be so fun. Right? I <laughs> like, <laughs> <mine> a kid. <laughs> Like, there are some that, like, I I think when you get older and, like, you learn a little bit more about, like, the process of, like, doing zombie films, like, there's some downsides, I think, for adults when it comes to, like, being a zombie, like, with all the makeup and everything like that. But I feel like for a kid, that's got to be a blast. Like, that's got to be so much fun to just dress up like a zombie and then be in a big motion picture. Like, that's got, that's got to be the dream, right? Like, that Mm -hmm. sounds so fun. And, I mean, there's a lot of, like, kid zombies in this movie Mm -hmm. because obviously they're at a petting zoo that's where like the zombie outbreak happens so hmm i would be interested to like go back through and try and guess which one (laughs) guess which one is his son it's like where's waldo yeah but um i 
I'm very, very interested in hearing what you, your thoughts of this movie were after your first watch. Um, well, I, I, I won't mince words here. Um, I, I love this movie. I thought it was really good. Um, hey. it, I, I, I was surpri- not surprised. I wasn't surprised I enjoyed this movie because I was very excited to watch it. Um, I was a little worried that maybe my excitement might supersede how good the actual movie was. However, mm-hmm. even after seeing so many zombie films, it was very refreshing to watch this film. And I feel like I was seeing something new. This this felt like a different experience than most quote unquote zombie films are because like the director was trying to do is like the zombies are there, but that's not the thing that you're worried about, which is it's kind of hard to do in a in a zombie film to like make them kind of like second nature. Like sometimes it happens over time because you get so caught up watching the survivors and them, you know, like backstabbing and killing each other. And you're like, okay, also there's zombies here. But Mm -hmm. this movie put a lot of emphasis on the, on these kids. And it's really hard to watch this movie and not root for Miss Carolina and these kids. You want them all to make it out of this situation alive. And you care about these kids and their safety so much while watching this movie. And all of this is happening while you're laughing. Like, the mood is still upbeat. Like, the movie's very funny. It's got some hilarious scenes in it. And still manages to, like, tackle serious notes. But in the same in the same way, it still feels almost like you're watching a Disney movie the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that in, like, the best way, too. Like, the best things about watching a Disney movie is, like, it had that... I don't even know how to really explain it. It it, it had the this this kind of magic to it that's a, that I think is only captured through like the innocence of yeah. children, right? Like it's it's just that feeling of like how do we keep these kids safe and like how do we manage to do this because they don't really understand what's going on and I think even the uh, Dave and Miss Caroline, their through line for the thing is like they keep telling these kids that they're just in a game, like they're just a part of a game right now. They mm-hmm. they don't need to understand how terrible of a situation they're in, and watching them navigate that for the length of the movie was just so interesting to me. Yeah, it's that's the best. That's one of the best parts of this movie. I think is watching them try and spin everything into a innocent thing yeah like them like one of my favorite moments is when dave is carrying the little kid that needs the walker to walk Mm -hmm. so he's like carrying him and he has his walker in the other hand and they're like running through the zombies and there's a part where like a zombie comes up really close behind dave and he like pushes him away with the walker and the little kid's like he almost tagged you and he's like yeah didn't get me though and they're like and, he's, and the little kid's like look out behind you and like telling him where to turn and he's like using his walker to like push all the zombies yeah, back I that part. It's so, 
it's so cute just like how the little kid's just like oh man like he almost got you and obviously dave is like having a, a breakdown and he's like literally losing his mind but he's like trying so hard to be like yeah almost and like <laughs> keep up this like ridiculous idea but i think that that's just so fun and i think it makes it I don't know. I think it gives the film a lot of like charm. I think that's what I would say about this film. Yeah. It's charming. Very charming movie. Super charming. Don't get me wrong. It's crude. Like there are a lot of moments in it that are very like, you know, crude humor and there's a lot of cussing in it. It's not like a kid's movie by any means. Yeah. But it's still charming. And. I think it's moments like that that keep it from going into a direction where it's like, oh, my God, this is just like a ridiculous, like stupid comedy. I think that those moments really help to balance it out because you can't have you can't have moments like what happened in the beginning, like, you know, a kid walking in on people having sex and like these ridiculous almost like inappropriate moments you have to balance it out with something in my opinion to be able to pull off a story like this and i think it's balanced fairly well for me it is at least oh yeah i I definitely agree 100 percent. and i think that was the that was part of the fun too is watching them kind of ping pong back and forth between the realism of the situation and then the fantasy that they're feeding these kids to keep them safe and not afraid uh because yeah the movie the movie gets real at a couple points and despite it being you know comedically real like the whole even you bring up that scene the when he brings felix over on his uh, ex who's cheating on him and the whole time uh felix is dressed up like darth vader which i loved i love that little motif throughout this movie the whole darth vader thing it was such a small little tidbit but i enjoyed it so much um part of me hopes that he pulled that from his actual son like hopefully his son also has a love for star wars or something like that <laughs> yeah but the whole time he's like having this confrontation with his ex and Felix is just standing there in his Darth Vader thing. And every time they refer to him, he's just like, I'm not Felix. I'm Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Because Dave, Dave's like, don't break character. <laughs> and, he's, and he doesn't. He's like... <laughs> And he's like, yeah. he, and the thing is, like, he's witnessing everything that's happening and he gets what's going on. But because he's so young, he doesn't know how to actually process it. And mm-hmm. even the things, like, we get introduced to Dave, who's basically this glorified man child. And he doesn't really have a filter, even with the kids. And so he'll say things to Felix that clearly Felix shouldn't be hearing. Um, he even lets him like play like Left for Dead and shit like that. Like he <laughs> he's not very responsible as far as a caretaker is uh, is concerned at the beginning of the movie. And so he introduced a lot of things to Felix. But Felix, although he's receptive and like acknowledges these things, like he's still a kid. Like he doesn't get it. Like he doesn't get the gravity mm-hmm. of any of the things that he's learning. And it's the same with, like, the rest of the kids throughout the movie, too. Is like they just can't really comprehend the gravity of the situation because 
they're kindergarten kids. Yeah. And and I think another thing I like about this movie, too, is it's like, yes, they're kids, but kids aren't stupid. Like, kids are very receptive, and they pick up on things very easily. Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't ever treat the kids like they're idiots or like, oh, they're just kids. So we could do whatever they want. You know, it it I think it treats the kids with respect and says because it's not like they understand that there is something wrong. Like many times throughout the movie, they're like, this is weird. I don't want to play this game anymore. Like, why can't I go home? You know, there's a lot of moments where they are picking up on the fact that something is not right. But kids are also very trusting and they trust Miss Caroline. They believe in her and they care about her. So if she is fine and she is acting like everything's fine and she's saying everything's fine, they are willing to go with that because they believe in her. And I like that they did give those kids the give the kids moments to kind of be like, I don't want to play the game anymore. Like tell them to stop the game and like all of these things, like these moments where the kids aren't just happy go lucky going along with it the whole time because whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no landline either. This is fun. It is a bit scary. It's meant to be scary. It's part of the game. And you know what? We all just won first level. Yes. How many more levels will there be? Hmm. Max, when will we play Papa Golf? You know, they they gave them chances to say, oh man, this is really weird, but I'm putting my trust into these people. And, you know, I I like, too, that there are moments where Miss Caroline falters. She's not always just, oh, everything's great. Like, you know, she has her moments where she does start to doubt and things do get to be a bit much. Mm -hmm. But she does the best she can with what she can to make sure that the kids are okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like that. I think that that was a very, very smart and good way to play it. Because mm-hmm. you can understand, you can understand. I understand where everybody is coming from in this situation. Like, even if I don't agree or I don't think I would handle things the same, I get, I get what they're trying to do, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, while we're on the topic, we we can talk a little bit about um, Miss Caroline and just how good of a character that was, Um, because outside of everything we've already talked about, um, her adamant want to make sure that these kids don't come out of this situation traumatized. um, She's such a smart and actually pretty complex character. The deeper you get into the film. Because I think we start out the film with Miss Caroline and, you know, it's kind of like this typical like dreamlike nature of like she's like the perfect kindergarten teacher. She's everything you could ever want in like a teacher for like your young kids. Like she fits the bill, right? She's got everything you need. Her resume is fucking stacked. Like she's she's the one. And then you introduce the zombie aspect and immediately this character activates. Like she doesn't <laughs> 
even if she doesn't fully understand what's going on, like when she gets out of that tractor and has to confront what's blocking the road and she sees what's going on, she understands enough that whatever this is, it's a threat to these kids. And that's a problem. No matter, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the threat is, if it's a threat to these kids, it's got to go. And so she immediately starts whooping ass, gets that zombie away from them, and immediately is like, all right, we got to get these kids to safety. She She's very quick. She knows what she's got to do. She's got a mission. And she is very, very, very strong-willed in getting this mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah and it, she even says she even says to teddy mcgiggle she was like if there's a threat inside or outside <laughs> to these kids i will get rid of it like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is and yeah i love the kids are her main priority it's like every next step that she takes has to do with these kids and getting them back safely to their houses and like and because there's even a moment early on when you know, all the kids like crawl into that little area. And so like the zombies can't quite get to them, but they're not safe inside yet. And they all get in there, but Dave doesn't get in there. And he's like, Miss Caroline, help. And she's like, bitch, I am not leaving these kids (laughs) to come help you. Are you nuts? And he's like trying, he's like screaming for her. And she's just like still trying to calm the kids down. And I mean, it's really, you know, that's her job is to like keep, make sure that these kids come out of this okay or even when she goes and fights all the zombies and she comes back mm-hmm. and and they're like what's all over you and she's like oh i got in a jam fight <laughs> and they're like i love that slow motion shot of them all just like jumping up and down screaming and they pan over all the kids and they're all like excited and cheering and then they pan back to miss caroline and she's drenched in blood right just, just like, <laughs> jumping up and down dancing around i love (laughs) i love that i love that whole sequence the (laughs) fact that when it i'm one i'm so happy that she went out for the for the pen and not dave i love that choice that it was it wasn't the dude that went out and got stuff done she's like i will save this kid and she goes out and she gets shit done she is she's out there beheading zombies running like a track star in mini heels um (laughs) (laughs) and a sundress and and a a sundress sundress. and she is booking it like usain bolt like all the way (laughs) to those backpacks like she she is final girl material if i've ever seen it um and it's just it's incredible to watch her just pursue this goal of making sure everybody's good and safe and i too loved her interaction with mcgiggles like (laughs) i was as scared as he was when she said when she said that line i was like yo she is uh (laughs) she's about to assassinate you bro you better calm Mm -hmm. the fuck down she's about her business like i i would have listened to whatever she said too but i was him and i I would have been like yep (laughs) right and I also love too that it was like a it was very brief, but I enjoyed that we got a little bit of her history as well. Um, normally, I'm not huge on the whole exposition. Uh, let's just tell each other our backstories because we got the time to do so. But hers was interesting because it allowed us to see that she captures the role of the perfect kindergarten teacher, but she's still a human being. 
with flaws and she's not a perfect person. She she has her own stuff that she's dealing with, but when it comes to doing her job, she's able to put that stuff to the wayside. Like we get all about like her her she's got a bad past. Um she's dealing with relationship relationship stuff just like Dave is. Um however, she's able to navigate her thinking into the children. And so I think it just, it was one of those things where it was a small bit, but it added a lot of layers to the character, which made you root for her even more, I felt like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I will, another pro of this movie is I do like the way that exposition is given in this movie. Mm -hmm. Because, so take that moment, for example. Yes, we get her backstory, but it feels... We get everything we need to know about her through one ridiculous story. Like, she tells this crazy story about, you know, when she was, like, an obsessive younger girl. And through all that, she's able to, like, weave in everything we really need to know about her. And it's not, like, it's a nice, quick moment. And then, like, the... Okay, so, like, the very opening of this movie... When I first watched this, they had me. They had me hook, line, and sinker. I mean, batter me up, fry me, serve me for dinner. I was in it because it's such a quick, oh, it's not like such a quick, but I mean, it's, you know, everything that we need to know about Dave and the relationship that he is in is given basically in a montage Mm -hmm. within like the first three minutes of the movie and then we're into the movie. I didn't need to know anything else about their relationship. I got it. They were toxic. They didn't need to be together. Great. Got it. He's selfish. Great. Got it. He plays music. He's like a busker on the street. Great. Like everything I needed to know, I got three minutes in and then we're like into the action or into like the main story. Right. So I, I loved that. I loved the... um. The song that he plays on the bus <laughs> when Miss <laughs> Caroline is like, maybe Dave can play for us. The song that he plays, A, is ridiculous. But if you listen to the lyrics of the song, you get his backstory. Like, he tells you everything that happened between him and his dad in that song yeah. about how his dad left his mom and that he never felt like he was good enough. It's like, in this ridiculous song, we find out what his issues are. And then, and then all like everything with the military, like there's this one zombie that used to be, that was on the military base, but now he's a zombie and we keep getting um, like exposition through his walkie talkie. Cause they're like the military people are talking to each other and we keep hearing through his walkie talkie what's going on. Like, I don't know. I just think that things like that are so smart there are nice, quick, easy ways to move the story along and let people know what they need to know without doing that whole sit down. Okay, now let me tell you, like, this is what is going. This is what's happening with me right now. We know everything we need to know, and we are good to move on. The only time I didn't feel like that was when Teddy McGiggle and Dave had their moment. Mm-hmm. That's probably my least favorite part of the movie. When they like sit up on the roof and Teddy McGiggle gives his like little backstory, that's probably my least favorite. I feel like they could have trimmed it mm-hmm. a little bit. It was like a little bit too long for me. 
Now, do you think um, it was too long because it was too long or because you hated Teddy McGiggle? <laughs> Which one? Because it was too long. Because okay. the thing about it is, I think I think Teddy McGiggle was a necessary character because, A, he is, in my opinion, he is the antithesis to Miss Caroline. Miss Caroline loves kids but hates that their fathers hit on her. Teddy McGiggles loves women, but hates their kids. And they're like both put into this situation where they have to deal with each other. And I think that that's great, right? Because they're so far on the edge of the spectrum. And like, I liked his breakdown. We needed a character that was going to break down and be struggling really, really hard with this. We needed another force that was inside that could possibly be a threat to the kids. And also, we needed somebody to die that we wouldn't have cared about. Mm -hmm. So we needed a victim who could be taken out by the zombies that when they died, we didn't give a fuck. And that was Teddy May Giggles. So like, I think his character is totally necessary, but I think that in that moment when he's talking to Dave, like, I didn't need him to say those things out loud. You know what I mean? Like, I already got that from just how he acted and who he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't need him to verbally say, oh, I do this and I do this and I'm like this and I'm a bad person and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because I already knew that about him. Yeah. Like, uh, from the right, the writing for him was great in my opinion already that I didn't need him to spell those things out for me and I feel like all he needed to say was maybe the part where he was like oh I used to do acting for Pacino and blah 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 now look at me like he could have said that and I would have been like okay cool because like you're already I know you're a sleaze bag I don't need you to tell me how much of a sleaze bag you are you know I think I wanted to be in a polka dot suit for the rest of my life. I fucking hate those little kidly winks. Fucking the shit out of their moms was the only thing that made it better. Until it didn't. You realize that you're only doing it. Look at me. You realize that you're only doing it because you're dead inside. I, I mean, I agree with you. I I will say I did enjoy... Teddy McGiggle for what he was, because for me as a, as a cynic, like he was every outs, outside of like, um, oh shoot. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Uh, no, uh, train guy who does the kid show, um, uh, happy little neighborhood. Uh, why is his name slipping my Mr. head? Mr. Right Rogers. Now? Mr. Rogers. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. I was like, why can't I remember his name? Outside of Mr. <laughs> Rogers, I feel like I picture most like kid personalities to be Teddy McGiggle, where mm-hmm. like they do they they put on this big front, and then outside I'd like to imagine they're all sleazy like him. Um, but I don't know. I thought I thought the the motherfucker monologue was pretty funny. Um, I thought it was a funny character trait that made sense for him. And I did think that the whole him being a failed actor stuff in a way was important to the layers for that character. Not that Mm -hmm. I really gave a shit about him. Like, I didn't really care. But it was interesting to get that little extra bit of 
Um, he's so he's so bitter towards these kids because he knows this is the best that he's going to do. Like, despite everything that he's tried, like that, that seems to be where a lot of this bitterness comes from is the fact that he knows that this is the, this is his peak is this is being this kid's personality actor. And the only thing that gives him joy is then sleeping with their moms, which I was like, eh, it's a funny little bit, but I do agree that they probably could have condensed that. And still given all of that information in that mm-hmm. bit. Like, yeah. I do agree there. But I, I was just going to say, like, I do think that some of that information was prevalent for that character to get at least a different level other than he's just a douchebag. Like, yes, he's still a douchebag after that scene, but at least he's a douchebag with a couple layers attached to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, you know what? Maybe if we had, if they had worked that, the mom fucking part into like a different scene. Like maybe if he had had an interaction with one of the kids Mm -hmm. where he was like, I fucked your mom or something like that. I don't know. Maybe that would have worked, but I think it's just because that moment was a little bit of a break in the action at that point in time Uh that it just felt a little bit longer for me it probably wasn't it was probably like two minutes y'all it probably wasn't even that big of a deal (laughs) but it it, at the time i was like okay um it's particularly since i've seen it once before maybe that's what it is because i knew it was coming up and i knew you're gonna have to sit through it yeah so maybe it just because i had heard it before maybe it just felt like this again not Mm -hmm. and that but like i said i don't mind the character of teddy mcgiggle i think he has a lot of funny moments i saw a review that was like oh the only reason that teddy mcgiggle's there is because they needed somebody worse than dave i don't think that's true i i don't think that that's i think i think teddy no yeah i disagree with that i think teddy was an important part of this um because it yeah like you said it gave us an antithesis to miss caroline and it allowed miss caroline to shine brighter because she had this opposing force in close proximity to her we need we needed to see the dark side of uh you know our children's lives to appreciate the lighter side of their lives which mm-hmm. is we don't know the people necessarily behind these tv personalities that our kids are watching god awful amounts of hours throughout the day um but in the same way we may not know the people who are taking care of our kids when they go to school and when we're not watching them and that they're their new caretakers is this movie because of the situation gives us a magnifying glass on two theoretical versions of that and we get to look at that and see that there are people outside of the parents of these kids that do play a big role in their lives and influencing who they end up being based on who they end up spending time with. So Mm -hmm. I think having him there as that opposing force was just very important. And it gave us, like you said, I think like another antagonist outside of the zombies who like the director said, were more as a, as a constant threat, but not meant to be the main threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just something else that you have to worry about because he's so much of a loose cannon at times that you're like, all right, Teddy, 
what are you doing? And and then that and it's like you know he's gonna betray our characters oh, yeah, in that some was, way. Was, we everybody knows that that's coming up. Um, and you also know you can also just feel what's going to happen to him too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I love that he. I love that it you know the like frogsy oh my god hands Dude, the, the so- comes out the sock puppet zombie was my favorite fucking thing <laughs> i love that that was it's it's one of those things that i feel like only a movie like this gets away with and it just works so well <laughs> yeah. it works so well because it fits in perfectly of course you would have a sock puppet zombie in this happy-go-lucky zombie film yeah it's perfect and i love when he's dying and he looks at dave and he's like i hope you fucking die <laughs> it's just so <laughs> stupid <laughs> um, so good um oh. but speaking of dave i I now that we've basically rounded out our characters, what are your thoughts on Dave? Because I think that Dave as a character is probably the one that most people dislike the most, surprisingly, at least from what I can see. I think people dislike Dave's character the most. Yeah. Uh, Dave is an interesting case to me because I I mean, I really couldn't stand Dave at the beginning. Even though I I knew it was for on purpose, I knew it was purposeful. Like you're not supposed to like Dave at the beginning of this movie. I think that's the whole point, right? Is we're supposed to watch this character's growth and redemption story over the over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not go- I'm not gonna lie. It was a bit heavy handed in the beginning for me. Like I really was very annoyed by him, and I think that some of his personality traits, even though he's supposed to be like this man child, were almost straying into kind of cartoony you know what i mean however i think for the for the mood of this film they were able to get away with it and i think by going that deep into the man child world when he when the movie ends and he's clearly a better person than he once was i i felt for him like the little moment towards the end when he's sitting there with them like i was happy that he had a, a journey like an emotional journey and grew up over the course of this experience i didn't think that i would mm-hmm. at the start of the movie but by the time it was done I, I was really happy that he managed to become a better person through this circumstance mm-hmm. when i think about dave <laughs> that's sounded really <laughs> dramatic to, you sound like you're about to rip this man a new <laughs> world right when now I think about when this think bitch about- Dave <laughs> <laughs> um no I actually don't I don't mind Dave I think that I actually find his journey fairly realistic because I you know in certain times and a lot when you have a, a character like this, you you have to feel like they earned their redemption, right? Or like that their that their switch to like becoming a better person makes sense. And for the way that his character is, I do think it makes sense because like Dave is a character that never has to um, take responsibility for himself, right? Like, or he never has to own up to any of the bad things that he does. Right. He's always had someone to fall back on. First, it was his sister, and she took care of him. His whole, like, after his dad left, she took care of him, mm-hmm. and I'm sure probably took 
the blame for whatever issues he had because, you know, he was dealing with things. So she probably was like, oh, whatever, I'll take the blame. But now she's an adult and she has a kid that she has to worry about. And then he got with his girlfriend, who I can't remember how long they said they had been together, but it was a long time. I think it was and, like nine years, maybe? Yeah. So basically, he's ne- he hasn't lived with his sister since his sister has had Felix. And so he's been with his girlfriend. And so, you know, his mom went that way. And then he was with his girlfriend, who now... I'm sure probably took a lot of and we don't know this is the thing about it too is we don't know what Dave was like the entire time we're hopping into him at probably what he considers one of the lowest points of his life when yeah. his girlfriend just broke up with them he's living with his sister again he doesn't really like kids and now he has to live with his nephew all the time and but it does seem like his girlfriend forgave him for a lot of things because she says like oh you always make promises you can't keep so it seems like she always forgave him for whatever he did he Mm -hmm. and then now he volunteers to go on this trip because he wants to fuck miss caroline i get it but like (laughs) (laughs) but so yeah he what he goes on this trip and his mom tells him about felix's allergies and says this is how you this is how you have to do the EpiPen, whatever. Even in this situation, I don't think Dave thought he would have any responsibilities because Miss Caroline was there. Really, he was just going as an just to be there. Right. I don't think he thought he would ever need to do anything. But I think if you think in the terms of whether the zombie ap- the zombie apocalypse was happening or not, I think a moment like this always would have happened for Dave because it's not the zombies that causes him to switch. It's Felix almost dying. And yeah. the only reason he almost dies is because Dave wasn't paying attention and gave him food that he wasn't supposed to eat. Yeah. And I think regardless of whatever it was, this is the first time that Dave has had to answer for an action that he did. He has to take responsibility. It was his fault that Felix ate it. It was his fault that he administered the EpiPen wrong. Everything that happened in that moment was completely Dave's fault. And he had to accept that if things go a certain way, His nephew dying is all his fault. And I think that that's like I, you know, I feel like that is completely a realistic portrayal of something happening that would knock some sense into a person. Yeah. And so I believe his redemption. I think that, you know, that was just something that made him realize that he was going down a path where if he continued to do that, he would always be alone. And that he does, the thing about it is he does love his family. He just doesn't care. He's just never had to show it because he's always expected them to be there for him. And now this is a moment where he has to be there for them. And I think, so I think it makes sense that he has this like switch mm-hmm. and and i like that even when he has the switch like he's still himself he's just like a better version of himself you know right. like i am when he switches i feel like that's probably how dave was when him and his girlfriend first got together like yeah. i feel like that's probably what he used to be like and then he just went downhill mm-hmm. so like i i i like the way that his character goes i like how he ends up in the end and i think that his journey 
is believable for me. Is he annoying as fuck in the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that I could see a person being like that. Like, I I believe that there are people like that. So I don't, like, it doesn't make, it's not, like, so ridiculous to me that I, especially in this, like, universe that we're in, <laughs> in this movie, it's, he doesn't seem out of place to me. It, it makes sense. Agreed, agreed. And I think there is a little Dave in a lot more of us than maybe we'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. And even like even of the millennial breed, like a lot of us, I a lot of times identify as just a big old man child. Like I, I try my best to do adulting things, but I know for a fact I have a lot of kid like tendencies mm-hmm. still. And I do think Dave, it, it he's kind of like the uh, he he's the uh, caricature of that in a way. Of like mm-hmm. uh, an adult that just completely isn't an adult, and once he finally has to accept some adult responsibilities, yeah, he doesn't know how to function. Oh, yeah. Like he doesn't. I'm know a little. He... Yeah, I'm a little Dave for sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. A Dave. Oh, me, me too. Hundred, hundred, percent. Like, <laughs> and so that's why I agree that there's some merit to this idea that he kind of finds his adulthood through this journey. And a lot of it does come from almost losing Felix, which is definitely the scariest part of this entire film. Zombies aside is that whole sequence is so terrifying and so tense because Felix is amazing. Like you can't not like Felix. Like he's such a charming kid. (laughs) That kid is so fucking cute too. He, and he, he does a really good job in that part where he's having the allergy attack. It's yeah. like very believable. <laughs> Super believable. It's just like even with like the little wheezing and stuff, I was like, oh no, oh no, please no, not like this. <laughs> do not, yeah, do not take him from me. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like everyone would like to believe that they're like a Miss Caroline, but everybody <laughs> definitely has like some Dave to them it's like it's like sex in the city when everyone's like oh well i'm a charlotte like i'm a miranda i'm like "Eh." (laughs) i would i would love to say i'm a miss caroline but i'm probably like half her half dave Dave, (laughs) yeah and maybe like a sprinkle of teddy mcgiggle (laughs) <laughs> right it's the, the, the little, <laughs> little bit of mcgiggle that we all got in this as well a dash uh, um i was gonna say real quick before yeah since we've you know talked about a lot of the characters like just a little bit we just mentioned a second ago but you know props to uh getting his name real quick uh diesel la toraka i believe who was the the young kid who played felix um tremendous job on his part with that role he absolutely slayed it uh felix is adorable like i said earlier i loved all the darth vader bits uh the little his 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 victory run and when he like escapes from miss caroline in his darth vader outfit to go save dave is (laughs) one of my favorite parts of the movie and (laughs) i think in any other film because I'm such a stickler for things to be realistic, like he shouldn't have made it clearly. Um, but I was so happy that he did. And I was so happy the way that he made it too. I'm glad that he finally got his force powers for a second. Mm-hmm. That shit yeah. that warmed my soul when that happened. Yeah. The fact and that he finally, he, yeah. The fact that he say he literally saved Dave 
too is like let's not let's not sugarcoat that he saved his life one hundred percent. Oh yeah, he like finally got to drive a tractor. He finally got to pet a sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finally got to use the force. It's like everything he ever wanted. He got within like <laughs> five minutes of freaking running from these zombies. And uh, well, and we will say it's a good thing they were slow. Yeah, because otherwise he for sure wouldn't have made it. But I love that they. They even mention in the movie, they're like, are they fast zombies or slow zombies? And they're like, slow. And he's like, thank God they're yeah. slow. <laughs> that, oh, that was the thank you for bringing that up because that was a huge thing that I enjoyed too. Is I'm happy that in this movie they had an inkling of how to deal with zombies. I'm glad because I think it A saved them a shit ton of time with the zombie stuff, so we didn't have to dwell on it too much. They, even though there was a zombie outbreak, it seemed like the military was knowledgeable enough about zombies to know the protocol to dealing with this scenario. And I very much enjoyed the fact that they kept this an isolated zombie experience. I'm glad that it didn't expand any further than it did. All the zombies were in one place at one time, and we were there also. I think that was a very strong choice, and I'm glad that they went that direction. Yeah, well, and speaking of the military, actually, this brings up my last thing I read when I read that um, interview Mm -hmm. is so in this movie the way that it's presented to me and tell me if you've got this is that the zombies are a military creation not maybe not a military creation but there for sure was um, um, there for sure was like they had a zombie and then they had zombies and like didn't say anything, right? Yeah. Like because the zombies break out from the military base and I, they already knew that they had them. Yeah, I believe they called it like a reanimation project or something like that, which yeah. is very typical for zombie films of like they're experimenting with bringing people back from the dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that seemed to be the case is that they knew that they had zombies like yes. and just one of them happened to get out so that's what happened but yeah and i love and they had a huge breach i love that they put the military base right next to a petting zoo but yeah so they like have this whole thing and the director said that he very specifically made the military a u.s military base because he was he based it was like a little commentary on the fact that the US military kind of just go wherever and kind of infiltrate and put themselves in other countries right and nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing at the base but they're just a US military base all of a sudden in Australia or in you know Mexico you know they're like oh they just show up and then that's like their area and he said that he very specifically made the military base United States rather than it just being like Australia, you know, like something other than that. Yeah, because this movie I don't know, takes I'm, place in Australia. In Australia, yeah. yes. This is an Australian movie. Um, and I, I just thought that that was interesting because it, you know, that, that idea of like the United, the problem was brought in by the United States. Yeah. And it's something that now these Australian characters have to deal with, but that would not have happened had that U.S. military base not been there and had they not been doing this, like, zombie science project. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was interesting. I didn't notice that yeah, the I mean, first neither. time I watched it because I, I didn't realize, and it 
there's a very clear shot when they first show it. It says U.S. military base. Every soldier that's there is from the United States. They even make a comment about like, oh, we're on Australia and we can't even see the country. It's the most dangerous, blah, blah, blah. Like they're talking about it. But I didn't notice that until I read the article. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> that's cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool little like detail that i didn't realize and i think that's a really interesting way of making a commentary without making it very obvious that you're making one because obviously reading that and knowing that now i'm like hmm okay i see what you're saying but like i said i didn't pick up on that at all the first time yeah yeah no i I didn't pick up i didn't pick up at that one bit (laughs) <laughs> and I, but I mean, it makes sense though, right? Because I mean, as Americans, like we have such a lens when we're watching anything that, yeah, when it goes over U.S. military base, you don't blink twice. You're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. We mm-hmm. have we got bases. We got <laughs> we got the military things. You damn right, we, we America. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, true, true. But yeah, and I'm like, but then I have to think about it. I'm like, oh, this is in Australia, but. Yeah. And it, I could definitely see the US starting the zombie apocalypse. I'm just saying if any country's gonna start it, I could if it was like, yeah, the state started the zombie apocalypse, I would not be surprised. Like mm-hmm. we like to dabble in some shit that we ain't got no business putting our <laughs> nose into. So, you know. It's cause we all freaking went to fifth grade science and we said oh what's up we can blow things up and we can dissect frogs and all this crazy stuff i don't know they probably do that all over the world but basically what we're saying is science is evil homies <laughs> joking, joking. <laughs> that's how you you how do you go from like making um like making paper mache volcanoes explode to reanimating people reanimating the dead i feel like that's just like two extra credit classes basically (laughs) (laughs) somebody just want somebody just wanted to get that a plus they weren't satisfied with the a they need to see that plus mark they're like you know what fuck i'm gonna bring back the dead could you imagine if you were like (laughs) in your seventh grade science class and they're like oh yeah do a science project everybody's bringing in like dioramas of different ecosystems and like what doing all that stuff yeah and some kid brings in a zombie uh, like what the and the teacher's like i mean <laughs> i might have to give you an a i might fuck right? around and give you an a plus for this one <laughs> yo abe if you're looking for a sequel movie that i would love to see that idea. that would actually be pr- quite that's funny that's pretty it's pretty it's a pretty funny idea seventh grader making the zombie zombie or or if the teacher gives them a bad grade so they purposefully let the zombie go because <laughs> they're pissed and then it just starts eating everybody in the school they do have that one movie i haven't seen it but that one movie cooties that's like also a zombie movie that starts in a school that's like about uh, little kids i, uh-uh, I haven't I seen haven't that seen one I, gotta I, think check it, that out. I think it has like elijah wood in oh okay i think it's also on hulu so maybe we'll have to look at that one yeah i'll have to give it a look see um <laughs> All right. Well, we got anything else to say about the little monsters before we rate this? Uh... Um, I don't think so. I think that was everything that 
that I wanted to. Oh, I also loved ha- that they put Mbop as the like. End oh credits. yeah, I, 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 I wanted to mention that too. I was like, <laughs> the fact that the band that Miss Caroline was stalking <laughs> was Hanson. <laughs> I was like, that's that's just. Mm. I yeah, I loved the use of music in this. I saw. Like every song that they used, because even like Sweet Caroline, I I think that it all just and even like the weird McGiggle song that he sings like <laughs> half, half right after they get to the the farm, he like has that little music interlude. I loved all the music in it. I think I think that it brought like a childlike quality to the movie, mm-hmm. and specifically that a lot of the music is played by the characters on the ukulele and sung by them I think is really cute and and I love that the zombies we find out at the end that the zombies love music that bit was so good <laughs> I that, think that's the last great. bit with the zombies was so good <laughs> they just gun them down he's like it's music <laughs> just play music for them and the, the military just guns absolutely destroys all the zombies <laughs> so. like, oh well, okay look away kids you don't want to see this <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's funny. I yeah, I loved I loved the music aspect and I think that that was another thing that just brought like a really sweet quality and I think that they did a great job of choosing specifically what music they used mm-hmm. in I this agree. as well. I so agree. yeah, that was my last thought. It's just that the music in this is great. <laughs> excellent excellent all right well then let's give her a rating shall we what's what's it gonna be today oh gosh okay should we rate it Man, we, we got stuff we, we got, got stuff. a lot got of ukulele. stuff that's why we got I'm ukuleles to... we got zombie puppets we got uh cheap <laughs> <laughs> uh, um we've got Put put putters. Oh my god, I love the I love the putt putt golf kid. He's such a mess. Where we go play putt putt golf, Miss Caroline? I wouldn't. I want to play putt putt golf. I wouldn't mind rating it out of out of um, Sweet Caroline's because I love Sweet I love her okay. character so much. Sure, sure, we can do that. Let's do that. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, all right. So for this movie, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 4.6 Sweet Caroline. God damn! Out of five. Oh my God. That was higher than I was expecting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say 4.6. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, some... Uh, I keep preaching how much I love zombies, but for me, this was a very refreshing take on the genre. Uh, I understand the director wasn't trying to specifically make a zombie movie, but I mean, it's got zombies in it. So dog kind of is what it is. But this, this version to me was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the journey. I, even though I had a feeling none of the kids were going to die, I was still worried about them the whole time. I cared about what happened to him. I also cared about what happened to our main characters too. So it had me, it had me um, very interested in the fate of these characters. And it was also funny though. Like it was, it was fun to watch. It had some really funny moments. It also had some heartfelt moments. 
And it also made me hate Shake It Off a little bit less, which is very, (laughs) very, very hard to do. So I got to give them props for that. Um, The only thing really that's keeping this from a five to me is the fact that I don't know, honestly, if I would watch it again anytime soon. And not because it's not good. It's just that after watching it, like the journey felt complete to me. And I don't necessarily feel like I need to see it again. Um, so for that, I'm like, I don't know if it's a five, if I wouldn't watch it again, but I still think it's really good. Um, everybody's amazing in it. Even, even McGiggles, like, even if you hate him, uh, he's played very fucking well. And I think it's a really enjoyable movie. If you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely check it out. But 4.6 Sweet Caroline's out of five. (laughs) Um, I, oh, First, in my heart, I'm feeling 4.2 Sweet Carolines. Okay, um, okay. I love this movie. I think that it's so sweet. I think it's really fun. I I love the ki- I love all of the kids in this movie. I cared about them and wanted to see them thriving and I think that that is a testament to the movie because there are a lot of kids in this movie and there's not and none of them, you know, dropped the ball for me. I liked all of them. I liked all of the actors in this movie. Obviously, Lupita is just a standout because she's so amazing. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as what, you know, playing the characters well, I think everybody did a great job. Um I, the only reason I gave it a 4.2 is I do think that once we get to the farm and everything happens with that is when we really get trucking. And I love everything from then on. I also loved the beginning, but I will say I think that's when the movie really shines in that latter half rather than that beginning half. Um, true that, true but that. The whole thing as like the movie as a whole, I think is great. I think it's really fun. It's a quick movie. It goes by really fast. Surprisingly, in this movie, when I think about it, there's not a ton of stuff that happens as far as like from event to event to event. It's not like there's a mile a minute things happening always. But I think what they do do in this movie is very smart and is interesting and just like makes the movie the perfect pace for me and I just love the tone of this movie I for me personally this movie is more of like a charming just like it makes you feel good it makes you smile I don't have any like really laugh out loud moments in this movie but it like makes me smile the whole way through Mm -hmm. um so so yeah i think 4.2 sweet carolines is where i'm gonna is where i'm gonna fall on this one very nice very nice very nice well there you have it homies that is it for us talking about little monsters uh it's on hulu right now check it out it's great i we would love to hear what you think about it I think it's kind of like a split one 
half people like it, half people don't. So I'd be interested in hearing what your homies thoughts are, if you've seen it or if you are going to see it. Um, like I said, welcome to Black History Month, y'all. Um, yeah, yay. We will be highlighting Black films for the rest of the month. I am also planning to highlight it on our Instagram. So please check out our social media. We are homies of horror on everything um if you would like to email us if you have any business inquiries or you want to chit chat in length about some horror films you can email us at homies of horror at gmail.com as always we would very 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 much appreciate it if you homies would hop on over to apple podcasts and leave us a review leave us a rating we love to hear what you guys think um any feedback is always welcome and if you are loving us then please let us know but other than that homies um we will be checking you guys out next monday and we hope that you have a great rest of your day All right. Catch you later, homies. Bye.